All right, everyone. Hello and happy Friday. Welcome to another episode of Crypto with English. Uh, today's topic is going to be more or less centered around really the migration um, away, you know, from legacy systems charging forward into Web3 and blockchain. And we're now seeing this especially among governments and larger enterprises across the world. So I'd like to warmly introduce today's guest, Mikey Krautscheid. She's the CEO and founder of BlockX Space based out of Dubai. And for anybody in this space, I think we can all agree that Dubai seems to be taking the uh, center lead in the charge towards a uh, more Web3 and blockchain-based future. So, Micah, thank you very much for joining us today. Thanks, Adam, for having me. I mean, what a wonderful introduction. This is amazing. <laughs> really, really wonderful. Absolutely. And for starters, uh, could you tell everybody a little bit about yourself? Sure. Um, I mean, already shortly before the live stream started or went <laughs> online, uh, we already had a little discussion about the oh, past life. <laughs> okay, sure. uh, I'm from the events industry and also Adam uh, told me that he also uh, makes music. Uh, <laughs> I try to anyway, but yeah. <laughs> and I did uh, actually uh, played the upright bass and some other instruments singing uh, for many, many years professionally. Uh, and at some point I wanted to do something which is scalable. And I thought, okay, right. I want to, want to do something which is uh, on, on, connected with the internet where I'm independent from the, the place where I am and my, uh, more independent from my age and, and so yeah. forth. Um, and uh, I started studying uh, economics besides uh, running my uh, music business. And uh, during my uh, uh, economic studies, business studies, I uh, actually went to startup events. And on one of, at one of these startup events, someone told me about the blockchain technology and digital assets. And it actually yeah. blew my mind that you can send a, a penny around the globe within a, a second for a fraction of a cent. Uh, and you, the potential to bank the unbanks. Just today, yeah. someone was writing me a message on, uh, on LinkedIn and asking me for advice and help. He was like a refugee in, in Pakistan, and he doesn't have access to a banking system. Yeah. And uh, I mean, he has access to the internet, but how can he run a business without having a bank account? So this is a huge right. problem for him. And I was uh, giving some thoughts on this, but uh, at the end, it's a hard thing not having a bank account. I yeah. mean, what can you do without a bank account even here? Uh, I mean, everything runs through right. banks uh, currently, and when the bank says, "Oh no, we don't want to, to uh, you to do this transfer," no, we don't uh, give you the access to your money, <laughs> which right. we are storing, uh, then it's a huge problem. And with the blockchain technology, many many things uh, can change, and uh, the, the dependency on uh, on a trusted party is not needed to some extent. Surely right. uh, the, the system uh, still needs to, to act or the participants in the network still needs to act according to law. Uh, right. But uh, like a centralized party doesn't need to say, okay, you can touch your money, you can send your money, uh, at least um, to some extent. And right. the blockchain technology, what I then discovered over the past uh, few years is that it's so versatile you can use it in uh, so many industries let's say it, it's a disruption of all industries in a form 
where data is involved, where value is involved. And um, so the blockchain, it's not only uh, value, people connected with Bitcoin, for example, but also secure data, make data immutable. I really love the system as it shows like it's, it's transparency, honesty, immutability. It's actually a pure system. Unfortunately, yeah. it's not what, what people are doing with it right. <laughs> to, uh, to, uh, to a great uh, extent. But uh, I'm here to change this and bringing re the real life use case and uh, real life applications uh, to all sorts of industries and governments. Very well said. And, you know, I, I think this recurring theme throughout, uh, you know, history and especially modern history is that whenever there is, there is a major crisis, it seems like among the first systems to shut down are banks. So it seems like when bad things happen when, and when people are rushing to banks to you know, get their money out, more often than not, people can't. So, you know, I think hence the, uh, you know, ever, ever so much uh, great importance of, you know, cryptocurrency and, you know, blockchain, you know, uh, based system. So uh, talk about your, uh, your journey into creating this business of yours. How did you get there? Well, um, uh, first of all, um, I noticed beginning of 2020 uh, that I became an expert in the field uh, through my passion, dealing uh, with the use cases, getting into the scene, uh, globally connect to, to leaders in, this, in the space. And I, I was attending the cryptocurrency day in Cologne, where really the big companies there were invited, yeah. and they 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 had there were some experts uh, speaking about uh, blockchain and cryptos and, and so forth, and uh, they these experts couldn't respond to some of uh, can answer some of the questions of the audience, and I was yeah. like raising my hands uh, and yeah. could easily respond to all these questions, and then like really big companies came up to me and say, okay, uh, uh, would you like to run some workshops at our company? You know, like right. a company that is producing the euro uh, bills. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, the cash money, for example. Uh, and um, and so I knew, okay, I, this is, I really know something. I can do this business. I can get into the space. But the, back then, I didn't actually have a team. And I was still, uh, um, yeah daily involved in the music business and uh, so it was kind of like hard getting into and uh, sort of changing my business yeah. but then it was uh, in March 2020 where the the COVID lockdown started really from from now to then my my music business broke like from 100% to zero because oh. like the, the concerts, the gigs, uh, oh, yeah. even lessons, even lessons were forbidden. Right. I couldn't, I couldn't do anything at the end. Yeah. And it was a huge shock because I never experienced anything like that. I was always healthy. I, uh, I was, I always had gigs and uh, money and whatever yeah. was needed. Uh, and then from now to then, it was, uh, I was uncertain how well the future will be. And but then I had actually the time. Uh, to really dive into the blockchain space and fully focus on it. And um, at, the, uh, at some point, I found a team, um, my ex-team, let's say, uh, from Smart Ledger, 
and yeah. uh, I made really a lot of experiences uh, with that uh, company. Um, I also am sh shareholder, uh, like twenty percent or something. Yeah. And uh, and but I, but but I noticed I need to control, need to be able to control the quality of the venture myself. Right. Uh, I cannot. Uh, yeah, it, it's sometimes hard to deal with, with other people, and you notice there are some wicked things going on. And you're not uh, able to change it on your own. Right. Uh, you're not in the position or, or something. And I, I mean, I'm in the blockchain space because I love this purity, transparency, and honesty, immutability. And uh, then I notice that people in the space are acting like the, in the opposite way. And so right. I, I was like, okay, I. I uh, obviously, I uh, need to to find my own venture. I also before um, before I joined uh, Smart Ninja, I wanted to find my own company. It was uh, that's why I already had everything set up. Like I had yeah. the logo, box space, uh, and and uh, had the websites and and, and so forth. Uh, but then I, I fully focused uh, more or less. I also did some other jobs. Uh, um, yeah, on, on, on smart ledger and related uh, things, uh, but uh, I made a lot of experiences, and now I, uh, I have a huge network. I'm very uh, much uh, requested as a speaker around the world at uh, conferences and so forth. Uh, yes. and, um, and speak about the recent events you were just yeah. at as well, if you could, if you please. Uh, the the re reason I was why I spoke, I am invited to speak. <laughs> I mean, uh, there's coming up um, like the how's it called global uh, investment at global. Oh God, this is a long title. Something like uh, yeah. Some of these conferences do have very very long, <laughs> lengthy titles. Yes. And I find myself like, okay, uh, what was that again? Yeah, it's something like uh, global. Digital uh, Asset Investment Summit or something. Uh, yeah, I, I think it. Yeah, it sounds about right. Twenty twenty two in in Singapore, for example, where Brett Garlinghouse was announced as a speaker. And okay. I mean, he's the. Uh, uh, I mean, when I got into the crypto space and uh, blockchain space, I was part of the, uh, a member of the XRP community. I think it, uh, from the crypto communities, XRP community is the most fun community. <laughs> And I actually wrote uh, a song for Brett Garlinghouse, oh, kind okay. of like crush. Do you have that posted anywhere? That song? Yes, it's actually on my um, uh, inactive YouTube channel. Oh, okay. Still. I'll have to check that out later. But, yeah, and um, yeah. So meeting him is like a, a dream comes true. And um, I also see just a comment of uh, uh, Norma. Norma, I met at the um, last year in September at the uh, European Blockchain Week in Ljubljana in Slovenia. She's an okay. artist, and she's also in the, like doing NFT uh, related things. She she gave a present to me, like a uh, physical art, uh, when I left. Right. Uh, but I I was uh, I was after the event. I mean. You know, you're doing some party and having dinners and stuff. Right. And, and when I arrived in the early morning at the airport in, uh, um, I think, Venice or something, 
uh, or around uh, or Trieste in Italy, um, I was so super tired that I lost the art piece that she gave oh. to me. It's so sad. Yeah. So she said, I, I informed her, I'm so sorry that I <laughs> lost it. And uh, she said, okay, uh, when I do it as an NFT, you receive one. <laughs> so oh, there you go. Then I will still have the, the, the digital version. Yeah. And who's there? Time. Okay. Coley and the, the comments. Oh, he's another digital artist. Two digital artists in in the in the, in the audience. Maybe also uh, Maria is there. Uh, would be another shout out there. Oh yes, yeah, I see. <laughs> Good stuff. Quite a journey, I have to say. I mean, flexibility me. is one of the keys to to for success, I guess. So yeah. uh, uh, some, uh, uh, there are some happenings, like like uh, a global lockdown, and uh, what to do with it? Uh, do you right. take it as a as a punishment, let's say, for, uh, in your life, or uh, I mean, uh, do you take it as a huge chance? And right. I mean, it was hard work. It was not easy, it, and still right. in a process. I mean, building up a company, it's hard work. You, uh, Absolutely. I mean, it, my my posts always look like fun because uh, I also experience a lot of things, traveling around and stuff. But at the end, I am like all around the clock. I I, I can work, you know, um, and it it's, it takes time. It also took time building up the music business um, oh, yeah. and getting to on a, on certain levels where you play for for the big players, let's say, and uh, yeah. receive a certain amount of money per gig. Uh, and I know that also here it takes time to develop the applications, to make the contracts with business partners, to get out there, to uh, be in a negotiation or conversation with uh, well, potential clients, uh, and uh, building up the relationship, building up the trust, showing I'm not only talking, I'm also actually doing these things. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. So wow, that is. That is awesome, and uh, and how did you end up uh, making your way to the uh, the UAE? Uh, you know, certainly there's no uh, there's no shortage of great talent and great projects, you know, coming out there, you know, at, at the moment. So you know, and and I think I think for anybody doing uh, any type of major venture, especially you know, in entrepreneurship and in blockchain, you know, there's always a lot of peculiar, very special events that you know happen, you know, happen along the way. Uh, you know, to say the very least. And sometimes, you know, you may be in one place and you end up going other places where you never probably expect or conceive of going to, you know, uh, you know, to, to begin with. So, uh, yeah, can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. I mean, uh, speaking about uh, UAE and Dubai, I, I went there for the fir very first time in uh, March this year. March this right. year, it was planned that I speak at three events or so, three conferences. Uh, I was invited there to speak. And uh, when I went there, I, I, I knew kind of like nobody there. Uh, but uh, at, at the end, I was staying like one month there, yeah. speaking at eight, uh, eight, nine events, were invited to 30 events. <laughs> I was uh, yeah. um, on, on, on five yacht tours uh, or yacht parties. And uh, even someone uh, in uh, I mean, I had my birthday also in the middle of the month um, in March, and uh, someone bu booked a yacht for me. Uh, wow! Uh, 
uh, I could invite 20 people. They organized a buffet, music, drinks, everything, uh, even balloons and everything yeah. for me. And I made a party with 20 people on a yacht. On the, on, this was it is insane, you know? And I yeah. knew nobody before I got there. And at the end, I, I felt like it's like a family. I really felt like a family. Um, it was like a family feeling there. Also, I mean, you never, uh, you're, you're, will never be alone there it will always be and there will always be some exciting activities some networking parties some networking events uh three major uh, blockchain events on a daily basis and yeah. um, uh, uh, dubai is kind of like a place where people around the world meet like uh yes. and and so i i got the connection from there and uh, um, i mean i'm i uh I got the networking there, but uh, then I suddenly have people in um, Minneapolis, in India, in uh, Singapore, right. uh, all, all around the world, uh, uh, where I'm then invited uh, to, to speak or to, to, to collaborate uh, with the people. I mean, it's super exciting. I'm currently actually not living there. Uh, I'm, um, I'm still here in, uh, currently in, in Cologne, Germany. But um, I hope to move there until the end of this year. Awesome, and you know I could I could you know very much say um, you know I've seen your visibility and profile, and you know the noticeability of your projects you know rapidly grow over the past few months. So when investors are starting to get into this space and they're trying to understand a lot of this subject matter. What are the most common questions um, you know you get from people? Whether this is in the UAE, whether this is you know in Cologne, or just anywhere else at other speaking events you do. Well, it depends who, who is the um, the vis-a-vis -vis who is asking it. Sure. I mean, uh, what where you sit is what what you what you say is where you sit or something. <laughs> That's the same. Okay, yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, but uh, let's say usual people are more like, okay, what is blockchain? Yes. <laughs> what, what, what is it? And uh, how can it help in my industry? Or how does it, uh, could this be applied in my company? Um, yes. How, or what can it do? What does it help? How does it make uh, processes much more effective, efficient, and secure? And then uh, I can discover it with them, or I already know some of the things. Uh, how how it can help, uh, and um, then uh, I mean investors um, I, I, uh, are looking for the best investment opportunities, yes. and they they say uh, if I have any suggestions, uh, and um, I mean there are others they they are asking uh, how can we collaborate together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, potential business partners who are uh, something doing in the space, um, uh, yeah, and uh, try to uh, to expand their their venture. And I also yeah. just want to say a shout out to Ronnie Goodman, the oh, audience. Oh yeah. Ronnie, one of the uh, big supporters. Um, and um, I mean, what are you when you're just alone? You know, you you right. are uh, um, uh, only uh, I mean only with the help and support of others uh, and right. with trust and uh, let's say open heart, love, 
uh, and support of others, right. uh, the things that you do in life can actually uh, expand or uh, like it's, it's like a vibration which goes yes. from one place to uh, can yeah. spread all over the world. You know, me alone, uh, it's kind of like it's something, but at the end, it's it's nothing when it's not being applied or when uh, not, nobody's been in, or has no interest in it. So, and that's yeah. why I really appreciate seeing uh, several familiar faces in the audience. Oh, yes, yes. And there's, yeah, there's certainly many, many comments here uh, really celebrating this episode and especially celebrating, you know, what you do as well. And, you know, speaking of, um, you know, speaking of which, do you feel that your background as a professional musician has perhaps prepared you in any way, uh, you know, for this uh you know, for these successes in, in Web3? Because I can at least say this, it certainly is a space that does attract a lot of very creative, out-of-the-box type thinkers. I mean, the, the first thought that came into my mind was like, I, I, I learned to play jazz. And in jazz music, first of all, it's a very mathematical um, music. Oh, yeah. Uh, secondly, you have to know how to improvise. You need to to make uh, quick decisions, you need to make uh, or be flexible, hyper flexible, and right. reach a certain um, level of, of uh, virtuosity. Is that is that a word? Yeah, uh, yeah, virtuosity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and um, to, to be flexible and to adapt to new innovations and technologies, I, I think uh, this is one of the necessary things to also be successful in the space. The second thing that I uh, learned for the last decade was being on stage and to speak. Um, yes. I mean, uh, at the end, I didn't consider myself as a musician, but an, as an entertainer. And uh, I was uh, like musically entertaining the people sure. so far, but less speaking, more singing, uh, and definitely not uh, singing around blockchain technology. Uh, right. uh, but um, and also when I was speaking, or I was speaking rather in, in German, uh, but in general, the, having the, the knowledge or know how to, let's say, perform, on, 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 how to be on stage, how to yeah. entertain people, even with like the blockchain knowledge, how to set things up. I think this is yeah what I learned for, for over a decade. This is really helping me uh, definitely in the space where mostly people are that are more like developers uh, who are absolutely not uh, that used to be on stage uh, right. and it, it, i mean stage performance you can use it in any or to being able to do presentations and and and, and so forth i mean uh, it's to some extent i definitely need to improve my my english but for uh, non-English speakers, kind of, it's quite, it's good enough, let's say. Sure. And um, uh, I mean, just, but still, to explain the, all these blockchain-related topics, it's um, when you were asking before and what people are asking, they are asked so many things around how does it work, how uh, are these things, uh, can you explain this and this better, and finding the words and then also improvise, okay, how to explain in a different way and in a different way to look from a different angle and, and so forth, makes you so flexible with the experience uh, responding to these, uh, these questions. 
um, this is a, a wonderful, I mean, development. What else in the space? Um, I mean, web, the, yeah, that fast. Um, I mean, the openness and also uh, in general, what, what I also have, where I also have the vision, how the music space will, will uh, profit from these technologies like blockchain, smart contracts, and, and for, from the new world of Web3 is that they're getting paid much uh, better, in a better way, in sure. a much uh, um, fair way, let's say. Currently, right. there are uh, people, musicians, creating wonderful music, putting so much effort in it, so much money, then they put it on, on Spotify, these, this music uh, is heard a couple of million times and they get like $20 out of it. Right, yes, yeah, something like that. <laughs> so, and, and now with the new world, uh, with the new technology, what uh, at least what is theoretically possible is that uh, if someone listens to that music, there's an immediate, constant uh, micropayment stream from a non-custodial wallet to the non-custodial wallet of this musician. Even it can be split between these different musicians who has uh, some certain percentages uh, and take on right. that song. And this is immediate. There's no uh, third party like Spotify or something right. needed in, the, uh, in between. The people maybe uh, pay a cent, but when, they, uh, when millions of people listen to a song, the, the music, the artist will receive so much more money than they would have received from, from Spotify or uh, uh, or YouTube and so forth. So um, it will not only change the life of professional musicians, uh, but also from everyone around the world who is sharing data on the internet, who is creating content like this here, um, where, where when, um, let's say, uh, interactions are taking place, when someone is consuming some form of data on the internet, the one who created this content will profit from it immediately. Right. Very so well said. Yes. Game changer. This is a game changer. And I think I think in part you um, answered uh, my follow up question as far as how do you think blockchain would change the music industry? Because I think what we're see what, what we have seen with the art industry, for instance, you know, artists in many ways may have an easier time to promote their art and make money. You're not in a position where you have to rely on a gallery, and then you know, in turn, you know deal with other barriers, you know, of entry as well. If you're an artist and let's say you have a collection, you can hit the ground floor running immediately, so to say, and you can get an audience, you know, relatively quickly as well. And, you know, for, you know, for people that I know that, you know, play professionally and let's say they are, they're in a contract or an agreement with a label, um, it is a very, very difficult journey for a lot of musicians to um, really make the money that is, let's say, consistent with the quality of their work. And in fact, many of those, you know, the, uh, the marketing and distribution costs and all this, this is all, um, this is all put on the musician's plate first, almost like a giant loan, essentially. And you have to really rely on almost like percentages 
uh, you know, based on, I guess you could say, the net sales to even pay all that back. So it's kind of like you're at the whims of a record company. And in order to pay them back, it almost depends on how good of a record company they are, too, you know, so to say. So I think it's kind of if you're partnered with a record company and let's say, you know, they're doing the marketing and distribution of your work. And let's say if they do a bad job, you still have to pay them back, you know, so to say. So, you know, some of those things, um, you know, I, I think are, are, are great problems that have to be, you know, resolved. So I kind of wanted to know your thoughts about that. I mean, it makes uh, musicians much more independent um, uh, from these third parties, big players. Right. Uh, I, I mean, uh, when musicians wanted to bring out uh, like their, their album, their EP, uh, LP or something, yeah. they always needed like an like a agency or something, like right. a label to, to bring it out, to distribute the music uh, to all these uh, uh, stores, uh, platforms, whatever. Uh, and now it's, it's not needed anymore. Uh, yeah. I mean, this is not in the interest of many labels or right. uh, book, is it book houses or something? How's it called? I mean, um, this will change the industry. Like uh, the industry got changed through uh, the uh, through Napster or, or right. Kazaa yeah. or something. The, the whole <laughs> oh, industry yeah, I remember changed that. Yeah. completely. Yeah. yeah. The Wild West of downloading music. <laughs> yeah, and and now I think it will change in the couple, next couple of years. I mean, the industry will try to defend, I mean these big players like Spotify, like YouTube will try to defend their their space. Uh, um I mean, it's on one side the monetization of of the the content. Um for example, I I know some some artists, some musicians, uh, some vloggers uh, in this in the space, who uh, they were having a monetized channel on YouTube, and yes. then they started doing also um, using the content on a blockchain-based uh, platform, uh, yeah. where they where, where they get paid uh, per stream or like immediately when someone's streaming, it's also a micropayment stream into the non-custodial wallet, and right. when um, uh, YouTube found this out, then they demonetized the the YouTube channel. Oh, so wow. uh, that's how they actually uh, try to prevent like these bigger YouTubers or, or whatever, uh, right. yeah, switching the, sw the sites to yeah. uh, more decentralized, um, yeah, to more decentralized platforms where they are fair, fair paid. Let's say at the end. Right. Um, well, the, the problem is um, everyone is using YouTube, and if the, the player is then, uh, or the, the vlogger is changing the platform, how many people is he able to drag with him to another platform where, where they are paying a cent per, per view or whatever? Right. Um, this is, yeah, uh, a very, not an easy thing. Yeah. Um, but at the end, what Web3 is bringing, uh, not only the monetization of the content, but also the power over the content, who has access. Um, currently, um, 
like all these the centralized big big players in the world google meta i mean youtube's also part of uh, uh, google and uh, who else let's say some of these big uh, social media platforms they are all using your data they are profiting from it you don't know what they are actually doing with your data right uh, uh, I mean, uh, also, you have uh, a Gmail account. All, all your emails are getting analyzed. Uh, yeah. I think uh, Google or also Amazon, uh, also Amazon, Amazon, one of the other big players, they are they, they know before me if I was pregnant, you know, because of my what the things that I'm searching, they know. Oh, right, yeah. Or, <laughs> because of like uh, <laughs> uh, AI and so forth. So, Right. Uh, they, they know, yeah, so insane things, what they know about me without me giving the consent actually to to do such things. But um, this, first of all, the, the power over the data will change. Uh, I mean, I can then give the power to the people that I want uh, that are using my data. And right. if they are using my data, I can... Uh, set it up in a way that I'm getting paid for it, at least, that I profit from it. Okay, uh, Amazon can analyze my data and, and see you before me if I'm pregnant or not, <laughs> but right. I want to get paid for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Ab ab absolutely. And, uh, you know, when it comes to, you know, when it comes to music, do you think record companies are scared um, based on what is coming out in Web3? Because I would imagine they're going to have to change their entire business model in the in the near future, so to say. And I think I would imagine, too, they're going to have to distinguish themselves as far as what they can actually do for artists. Because it seems like a lot of the traditional things that record companies would do, you can do it. I can do it, you know, now, you know, for myself. And, you know, I don't play professionally. I'm actually relatively new at my at my electric guitar. But, you know, I can create cover art. You know, for instance, you know, distribution done. There's apps for that. Marketing done. I could do that as you know, I could do that as well. If I want to do a concert, I could technically do one on the metaverse right now, so to say. Yeah, I mean, every change, uh, and when you have to adapt, and you, when you you're about to lose what you have, yes, yeah. it's, it's scary. You know, it's. Uh, I think it's not easy. It's not not an easy process for. Um, non, uh, no, uh, no industry out there, no, for no company. Right. Uh, it's, uh, otherwise, it's uh, my, uh, maybe a uh, um, um, conscious decision that you want to disrupt your own industry. Yeah. Um, the question, I mean, how can they still participate? What is the actual... Um, um, I mean, benefit for an artist going over uh, a label, an agency. Yeah. And what I uh, would consider, I mean, uh, in when, when uh, an artist is dealing with microtransaction, you can uh, create like these uh, use smart contracts to, yeah. uh, to distribute the revenue in right. certain uh, sh shares. And what I imagine, like very spontaneously, is 
the artist still wants to have uh, options to, uh, to, to use marketing, to use um, other services in the space. Right. And let's say um, instead of paying a marketer uh, a certain amount, a monthly amount to uh, market my um, or promote my content, I, I, I give him the opportunity to make shares if someone actually uh, uses or goes through his promotions and actually then uh, consumes my content. And the traceability can also be provided through the blockchain technology. And everyone is getting paid fairly for actually providing, let's say, a wonderful service. When the marketer does a good job and uh, creates, uh, let's say, advertisement and someone's clicking on it, right. then through the smart contract, there's like an, uh, like an immediate um, distribution of the revenue created through the one who clicked on this advertisement. So um, it's in the interest, I mean, uh, when you when you uh, talk about micropayments saying, oh, this is only a fraction of a cent, right. but imagine this every day for a couple of million times. I, I mean, for example, in the, in the uh, global carrier and telecommunication industry, there are use cases with, let's say, 210 million transactions per day. Um, and I think in the, in the music business, there will also be, in many uh, cases, if you have many artists in, uh, and you do the promotion and the people are clicking on, on a certain advertisement and you get a fraction of a penny, yes. this is already, um, uh, let's say, uh, $37,000 per day that I can right. make with a fraction of a cent, you know? Yes. Uh, if it's like, yeah, um, many million times. And I would like to have like uh, these uh, 37 million, uh, oh no, so 37,000 US dollar per day. Right. Uh, which is, might be better than someone paying me per month a certain amount to create a, a, a marketing Good campaign. Point. But I'm not, I don't care if it re at the end works or not, you know, because I'm not participating at the uh, success at the end. But right. now, if I do a good job, I'm getting paid accordingly, you know, and and uh, and know they cannot surround me or something. Right. So if there are chances, I mean, many people will lose with the upcoming, and, and the big players might uh, be losing uh, uh, at some uh, to some extent, but at the end, it also offers new opportunities to everyone around the world. Yeah, and I would imagine too, especially when it comes to artists and musicians, one of the most important things is owning the rights of your song, owning the rights of your album. Because often I think, uh, you know, once these contracts are completed with companies, they still own your, essentially your intellectual property and they can do as they please down the line. And, you know, I think throughout history, you often see many artists actually trying to buy the rights to their, you know, music and you know, buy the rights to their albums back. You know, so I would imagine at least now, with you know, if, with an immutable ledger um, over a blockchain, it has to be easier to negotiate. You know, as far as getting the rights to your music or getting the rights to your you know album back, because I think often you know, if you're an artist 
and you're negotiating with a record company. They're in some ways in a better position to negotiate. They are, they probably have a very large legal team and they could probably pull out all different types of stuff. And I think with the immutable ledger, you could pull out that information yourself almost immediately without too much effort. So I feel that's a very, very promising thing. And I'm very much looking forward to seeing what type of artists and musicians come out of this space over the next few years. And um, if we could backtrack a little bit, um, what do you have in store this year for uh, Block X space? Uh, what are some of the goals and some of the projects uh, you, know, you and your team hope to accomplish? Well, um, there, there are some negotiations going on with different clients, and uh, one of the goals is definitely closing uh, these deals. <laughs> uh, but what is also important is um, to to actually create a very good uh, basis in in uh, a strategy uh, and uh, um, accordingly um, good contracts. Yes. Good contracts with partners, with the clients, with everyone involved, because I noticed not having uh, good con uh, contracts, uh, agreements, might yeah. always to, to different problems. And right. um, for example, um, I mean, dealing with partners uh, or in, in general, let's say uh, the industry, it's like a jungle. And, uh, imagine. and 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 uh, and people start acting uh, like uh, like animals and to some extent when money is involved. So uh, <laughs> sure. people are losing their mind even when a, a, a little some sort of little money is involved, not like millions right. and millions. <laughs> no, no. I mean, uh, thinking of uh, um, Celsius app. You know, yes. I mean, uh, Alex Menchinsky or what's his name. Uh, oh yeah. I wonder, you know, you know. Okay, there. I think he he must have seen what's coming already months beforehand, but he still yeah. had the the guts <laughs> to to go to events and promote Celsius and so forth. Right. Uh, <laughs> but I think he might have profited with hundreds of millions, maybe even billions, uh, and yeah. then he didn't care at the end. You know, there's like. Uh, the ethics, the humanity is getting lost. Uh, it was being lost when uh, when money is involved to some extent. And I think uh, if you are creating uh, good contracts to prevent um, uh, or to, to at least try to prevent any malicious behavior, I think this is very much needed. But yeah. I, I, what I notice, it's not easy. And there, I'm actually in contact with different strategists um, to then set these things up very well. And yes. uh, the setting up uh, like this very healthy basis, this is so, uh, what I do within the uh, next couple of months. Uh, also, um, then checking out different partners. I mean, it's not only what the partners can do uh, from a the development side, right. for example, as uh, like Blockspace is agnostic. So we are not only um, working with a different, uh, with a specific uh, blockchain technology, but we are open uh, to what the client actually wants. Uh, right. And we can provide the consultancy, the expertise around uh, these technologies. 
um, and also uh, like a gift of, of different views on the technology. But at the end, uh, if the client uh, says, okay, we want to build on this and this certain technology, okay, then I have the specific teams. But um, what I also notice is not only um, the expertise in development that the people are providing, uh, but also being able to communicate. And yeah. um, if someone is very good and uh, develop specific wallets, for example, uh, but it's not, you know, I'm the, the, the client sends me a message yes. and I need to know something from this developer and the developer is not responding within a week or two weeks. I cannot do any business with him, even if he's a very, very good developer. So, right. I mean, this is the same thing what I did in my uh, musical career that, uh, I mean, at the beginning, I wanted to, um, uh, when I found out which, which uh, space is providing, let's say, uh, very good money, let's say, where, where, where right. are the good paid, well paid jobs, I tried yes. to set up a, a specific band to do these uh, jobs and I asked really the top musicians in the space uh, to play uh, with me uh, to do these jobs and uh, they, yeah, they wanted to play uh, uh, and do these jobs with me but I mean musically perfect, wonderful yeah. but then it started like um, so people are paying a lot of money that we play yeah. at their um, event and then the, the, these, the, these musicians come with a non-ironed uh, like shirt or something yes. uh, or uh, with uh, like red socks or something uh, or, or uh, like kind of like uh, dirty clothes and it doesn't fit to the event. You know, the people are, it's like a form of respect to being yes. dressed in a, in a good manner. Right. So that's one thing. Second thing is that uh, uh, I have a gig request and uh, or a request from, I mean, it can be similar. It's uh, absolutely the same uh, principle. Yeah. Um, uh, there's a client wants to have, makes a request. Can we do this? Do we have time? Do we, uh, how much does it cost? And I need to know, do I have the resources to actually do these things? So, uh, in the, for example, then with the music business, I ask the musician, um, do you have time at that certain date um, and um, and so forth? Uh, and then there's no response from the musician for a couple of dates. Right. And then in the meantime, the, the client already found someone else who can play at this uh, concert, let's yeah. say, or do these things. So a very fast, uh, clear, um, transparent, let's say, all open, honest uh, communication is so, so important for uh, a properly working business. So, and that's also what you will, or what I will find out in the process. And uh, there are also, uh, I mean, good contracts have to be made where certain things are then um, um, cleared up beforehand. Uh, th that uh, they have to respond in a certain amount of time or and so forth. And uh, this is all a part of uh, 
creating a proper uh, working business. And this is, um, I mean, this, all these things have to be taken care of. And uh, this is a, a part of um, the, the strategy which is being built. Yeah, no, I, I, absolutely. And I, I can at least say, uh, I think one of the promising things about this space too is the, you know, uh, the benefit and the promise of smart contracts, you know, literally we have, you know, computer coding, you know, based off of solidity on, you know, on the, you know, on the EVM, the Ethereum virtual machine, where you don't have to per se, let's say, rely on a court to enforce a contract. The coding in these contracts are going to execute themselves, you know, once the, you know, conditions are made. So, you know, you don't have to go and make your attorney richer. By the way, can you call essentially my adversary and make sure that they, you know, uh, remit, you know, the royalties for this or, you know, or, or something like that. You know, I, I think the, the genuine promises is that these things can more or less take care of themselves if, you know, written and coded, you know, uh, you know, properly as, as, as well. I'm, I'm very, very optimistic, you know, uh, for what's, for what's coming up over, you know, over the, uh, you know, over the coming years, you know, so to say. So um, I wanted to say, uh, Micah, it was an absolute pleasure having you on the show today to talk about your project, your company, Block X Space. And by the way, also articulating, you know, the nuances of the music industry and how that's going to play into, um, you know, various roles. And, you know, uh, I guess you could say the evolution of the music industry, you know, in, you know, you could say the, this fourth industrial revolution and, you know, in, in, in the entire, you know, Web3 context. And I really do feel that giving uh, more power, more tools for the artists to use. You know, we may, we may end up having, let's say, another golden era or golden age of, let's say, you know, musical artists and artists in general because, you know, they have more resources to, you know, to use now. Now, you know, you know, I think often, you know, I hear about this and I think, I think almost every generation says this, you know, like, oh, you know, you know, there's like so much, uh, you know, so much bad music out there and, you know, and, and, and things like that. And it, it kind of makes me, makes me wonder, I think in any era, there's many, many great artists out there. And I think the practical realities of things, most of the time, most people won't get to hear it. And it, it, it could be, you know, an issue of <clears throat> opportunity, funding luck and really just the way i guess you know where the industry is at now so with with let's say web3 allowing more and more musicians to have resources i think we as like the public will have the benefit to hear and see many great artists many great musicians where perhaps in years before we couldn't really enjoy or see you know yeah yeah i mean uh I mean, it's it's uh, it's a uni it's, it's many many universes of wonderful music out there, and uh, yes. some of them are getting like so little views. Right. But I mean, but at least I think with with the new technology and uh, when you use your uh, even your little personal network and people are spending a couple of cents, it's more that they then they, uh, they they at least will uh, receive more appreciation and uh, monetarily and, uh, and 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 let, let's see how it, how it will be in the future yes and on a final note um you know since you do regularly speak at summits and conferences uh which ones uh will you be speaking at uh coming up so perhaps uh you know we can get more eyes and viewership on uh 
you know, some of these events that you're speaking at? Yeah, I mean, the, the next events uh, will be uh, different podcasts again, live interviews. Yes. Um, and I will be in Uganda upcoming month. And wow, very nice. there, there are different events taking place. I think also some of them, they will be live streamed. Uh, then in September, I will speak at the Reset event in, um, in uh, London. There's, okay. um, yeah. there's uh, in, uh, like blockchain and tourism, and I will have a keynote speech. Then there's another event in, um, and then there's one in Singapore. Uh, then there are three events that I'm speaking in in Dubai again. Uh, I don't know the names actually. I will always post them on my LinkedIn, so always follow sure. my LinkedIn. Sure, please uh, post them. I'll, I'll be sure to share them. as well. Yeah, thanks. Thanks a lot. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Well, this was a great episode, and this was a nice little deep dive into Web3 in the music industry. And, uh, you know, I hope I hope everybody, uh, you know, enjoyed uh, today's episode. So, you know, again, again, Micah, thank you very oh. much for coming on. This is very exciting. Yes. Uh, yeah, I also want to make a shout out. So if you didn't do it yet, please. Oh, also Chetty is there. So Chetty, also everyone else in the, in the stream listening currently, Go and hit the follow, like, and subscribe button to That's Crypto right. with English. Uh, are you also, uh, do you have like a YouTube channel as well? Also, or, Yes, or yeah, I have, I, have a, I have a YouTube channel and I, I believe it is paired to each episode. So yes, please like, subscribe, and, and follow. I really should be saying that tagline a little bit yeah. more often. Hit the like yes. button, hit the subscribe button. <laughs> That's right. Put the, the, the bell on, the notification yeah, bell. Yeah, the and, notification uh, alert, yeah. Chetty is from uh, Grey Wolf, maybe also another uh, uh, interesting um, session partner, uh, as, as well as uh, Direntra Shukla from uh, yeah, Grey Wolf, like a, a crypto uh, analytics forensic tool platform. He's from uh, Canada. And we have a few from Norway, John F. Sipa. Oh, yes, John okay, F. That's a, Young. Well, thank you for tuning in, John. And Chetty, nice to meet you as well. So everyone, kiss to you. Greetings right. from Germany. <laughs> hit the bell, hit the subscribe button, hit the all thumbs up. And uh, yeah, hope to, to talk with you another time. Oh, yes. Yes. And I'm looking forward to our next episode. And uh, we'll pick up from here. <laughs> all all right. right. Take care, Micah. And everybody, thank you very much for tuning in. And thank you for the comments. And I hope you all have a great weekend. Until next time. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.